nice to see each and every one of you. And I know that God is here with us. And I pray that you have come this morning in spite of the rain and the wet and the puddles and just the traffic but of just slowing down. But we're glad that you're here. Because God is going to bless you today. If you were here last week, Joe spoke about the wise men. And, and as you've heard that this morning, we're going to look at the life of Mary. And the life of Mary is just a wonderful life that God has something to teach each and every one of us. Not just for the women, but for the men. Because I believe that each of us, as Mary was, even Joseph, all of the characters in the nativity, this Christmas story, has a special place. Because they were all created by God, and God has created us. So this morning as we begin, let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask his blessing upon our time and his word. Let's pray. Father God, what a beautiful morning. Showers of blessing. How, how much we need it, Lord. And as we sit in your presence... As, as we sit at your feet, we're going to be hearing that sound of the rain. May we be reminded of your goodness and your faithfulness. And as we hear about Mary today, may your word be spoken to us, not my word, O oh Lord. We give you the honor and the glory this morning, Father. And just open our hearts and our minds to what you have to share with us this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let me tell you a story. A hospital in London, England, made a clerical error that affected dozens of patients. You see, the hospital's computer system, which normally is used to send form letters telling people that their operations have been postponed, was in the hands of a clerical worker who hit the wrong key. And so instead of informing patients about a rescheduled procedure, the computers sent over 30 people identical form letters telling that the patients that they were, listen to this, pregnant. And among those who received the letters were six men. Imagine, imagine getting a letter like that. And imagine how the people felt when they received such a shocking news. And if you were one of those men, it would be easy to ignore the news as of so, sort of a mistake. But if you were a woman of childbearing age, how can this be? You might ask yourself. And again, you can say, what? How about... It's inconceivable. You know, in the same way, I think the news Mary received was equally shocking. I think Mary may have experienced some tr troubling thoughts when the angel of the Lord first appeared to her. You see, she was a virgin engaged to be married, but out of the blue, out of the blue, an angel of the Lord appears to her and, and makes this stunning announcement. 
And if you have your Bible with you, your Bible's with you, and it's in the book, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, starting with verse 30. It says there, the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom will have no end. Whoa, 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 whoa. Not just pregnant, but pregnant with the Son of of God and the ruler and the ruler of Israel for all time. That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. But the Bible doesn't tell us what Mary was was doing when the angel appeared to her. She may have been asleep or in deep prayer at that time, but it's doubtful. You see, women at that time were up early in the morning. They're baking bread, they're drawing water, cleaning the house, spinning yarn, mending clothes. How about grinding wheat and caring for their children? But most likely, Mary was doing some household chore when the angel appeared to her. You see, Mary, Mary is, was just an ordinary woman living a rather ordinary life. When the Lord intervened in an extraordinary way. So if God can do great things through an ordinary woman like Mary, do you think God just might have something in mind in our ordinary lives? Have you ever had a simple ordinary day and something extraordinary happens? You didn't expect it. You didn't plan on it. In fact, you may not have even wanted it. But sometimes when we aren't too sure what to make of these events, maybe it's a friend who helps you out when you're in need. Or it could be someone delivers a meal when, when just at the right moment. Or it could be any of the hundreds and thousands of ways that we help one another. What happens when the really extraordinary happens in our ordinary lives? Well, it occurs when God enters our lives and he enters into our world. So what do we do when that happens? We can learn a great deal, and I mean a great deal, from the life of Mary, especially as she has an encounter not just an encounter. It was an extraordinary encounter with the angel named Gabriel. You see, Jesus came in the flesh. Mary's unexpected teen pregnancy and Jesus' birth in a stable with Mary and Joseph were on the road trip. See, those events were not at all neat and orderly. You see, Jesus was born into the messy, the messiness of life. And that means that Jesus can come into the messiness of your life and my life as well. 
What stands out in the story and in the life of Mary is not her holiness, not at all. It's her ordinariness. You see, Mary lives in a remote village that is far away from the big city life and away from the religious center that is found in Jerusalem. You see, she was nothing special in her society. She was just a young girl in a society that, that placed particular value on men and maturity. She describes herself as poor, not as one who would be particularly favored. Yet God bestowed upon Mary the greatest, the greatest blessing and greatest responsibility in all of human history. So who on earth would think someone so special would be born to someone so ordinary? You wouldn't think that someone like Mary would be destined for greatness. But the decision by God to have Mary be the mother of Jesus tells us that from the beginning, the very beginning of the story of Jesus, God uses unexpected people to do the unimaginable, the unimaginable. It also tells us that God can transform what we would consider awful or embarrassing into something that is so powerful and beautiful. So after the angel makes this, his announcement, you have Mary asking a very understandable and appropriate question. She says, how can this be? Of course, we can understand that her question is coming from a place of confusion. After all, she's a virgin, and she's being told that she's going to have a baby. How can that be? What on earth is going on? And she's probably saying, what? How can this, that God has chosen me for something like this? So let me ask you this morning. Have you ever asked maybe similar questions or questions in your own life? Some of us may have experienced a time in our lives that we just don't understand why things are happening. Maybe it happened a while ago. It's happening right now in your life. Many of you are probably living with major disappointments. Perhaps your relationship with your spouse, your marriage, it's, it's not quite right. It's a little bit, it's kind of falling apart. A number of you probably here are processing some overwhelming health news that you just found out. My guess is that some of you have no idea how you're going to afford Christmas and how you're going to get through Christmas this year. And some of you can't stand your job. It's just too much, and you just feel so trapped in it. But some of you just feel probably really sad or depressed. Others are overwhelmed by life in general. Perhaps someone close to you has died. And as I look around, there are those friends and families that we know right now that are struggling with that idea of having someone dying or have died. For some of you, anger is really eating you up. And maybe you feel like you're never going to be loved. 
So this morning, how are you reacting to your particular situation? Your own, not someone else, but your own. You see, Mary's reaction was that she was afraid, troubled, uncertain about her situation. While we can't always control our immediate reactions, we can control our ultimate response. Some of us think we can't help but be angry, upset, bitter, sad, or even frustrated. You see, life has dealt us a bad deal, and we can't seem to change the situation. Your initial reaction to something does not have to determine your ultimate response. Or we could say, say it like this. I can't always control my reaction, but my response is my responsibility. Many of us, we nod our heads and smile in agreement. But do we really believe it? Do we claim that truth for our lives, that nothing is impossible with God? You see, when we face times like this, those that I've mentioned or those that you are going through, we need to be reminded, a fresh reminder of God's presence. God's presence and his power in our lives. And Luke chapter 1, 37 tells us, it says that for nothing will be impossible with God. And this verse 37 is really a summary. It's a summary. It is the bottom line. And Gabriel was, was, telling, was saying this to Mary. And he was saying, Mary, for nothing is impossible with God. And this simply means that no promise no promises of God can fail to be fulfilled. Mary's ability to respond correctly has everything to do with this reminder. Without it, I'm sure if she would have responded correctly. And this morning, I'd like us to look at those words on the screen. And it says, for nothing will be impossible with God. And I'd like to, for all of us to say that. Nothing will be impossible with God. Will you say it with me? Let's say it together. One, two, three. Possible with God. You can do better than that. Is there any conviction? And I don't blame you. You feel like there's doesn't seem right. But I challenge you to say it. Because it is not just words, but it is the word of God. It is his promise to us. And he's saying... For nothing will be impossible with God. Let's try that one more time. For nothing will be impossible with God. Amen. And no matter what is going on in your life, no matter what, God wants to do. And listen to this. He wants to do the glorious impossible. Some of us perhaps have family members or friends with whom our relationships, our relationships are broken. They're fractured. We may have been praying that things will get better. But do we really believe that will happen? But God's word says nothing is impossible with God. Some of us have loved ones who are trapped in addictions. Or maybe we're dealing with our own addictions ourselves. We realize that things are not the way we want them to be. So we pray for restoration. But if we're really honest to ourselves, we're, we'd probably be surprised 
if we or our loved ones actually quit the habit. But the word of the Lord says what? Nothing is impossible with God. Some of us here have lost our way in life. We're not sure what we want, but we know it is not what we're currently are getting. We long to be, believe that there is more to life than constantly running. Do you feel like you're constantly running like a hamster on a wheel? And imagine that hamster, it's not going anywhere. Do you feel that your life is like that at times? But do we believe that God has the answers to our life? But the word of the Lord says what? Nothing is impossible with God. With the angel told Mary that nothing is impossible with God, her response was she believed him. It was that simple. She believed him. In spite of her poverty, in spite of her humble station in life, in spite of the Jews' current oppression by the Roman government, in spite of the fact that Mary was a virgin, she still believed that God could do exactly what God said he would do. It's a reminder to us this morning, to each and everyone this morning, that God works through those people. He works through people who have faith in God. Faith in God. And respond when God calls. So the life, the story of Mary is that God uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things. God uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things. You see, God always does the extraordinary through the ordinary. Think of the people in the Bible. Undisciplined Moses. Think of Moses. Became the greatest leader in the Old Testament. Unimpressive little David became the great king of Israel. Rugged John the Baptist. Remember John the Baptist in the New Testament? Was the PR man for Jesus. Imagine that. Unstable Peter became the rock of the church. And the list could go on of how ordinary people had ordinary lives. How is this possible? You see, God uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things. And hear this. All it takes is the willingness to say, Yes, in response to God. And I really believe that Mary could have said no to God. And God would have fulfilled the life of Jesus through someone else. But the scriptures, but the gospel records that Mary responded. And listen to her response. She says, here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. And Mary is really saying, yes, God, let it be as you say. And she is also saying, it's not about me, God. I understand that something bigger is possible. I'm just honored to be part of it. If it takes, listen to this, rearranging my world, that's tough. You don't want anybody rearranging your life. But for Mary, she's probably saying, if it takes rearranging my world in order for you to rearrange the entire world, I'm willing to be your servant. 
See, not only did God chose Mary, but Mary chose God. Mary let go of everything to obey God. And there is tremendous cost to the extraordinary. See, being work in the ordinary, it's all in there. We can look at Mary and say, oh, I wish I would be highly favored by God. Oh, I wish he would do something extraordinary through me. Guess what? He wants to do the impossible through your life. He does. For each and every one of us here from the youngest to the oldest. It starts with us. It starts with you and with me saying yes. It is about believing and trusting God with your life. Trusting God with your life. And Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 tells us, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Not part of your heart. All your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will make your path straight. So this morning, are you believing and trusting him today with your situations When we are living a life of faith and obedience, that certainly makes our ordinary lives become extraordinary because we have Jesus in our lives. We ordinary people need more than Santa this Christmas. We need a savior. Can I hear an amen? A savior. And that's the great gift of Christmas. And in the center of all the crazy Christmas shopping that you are doing or maybe approaching to do. And in the middle of the unwelcome heartaches and struggles with job, family, and friends that come during the holidays. The Christmas Savior is born. The one who will journey through the eternal punishment of Good Friday's cross. So that all... So that all who believe in him can have new and eternal life. And when we open, when we open that gift by faith, again, by faith, ordinary, our ordinary lives can and do take on an extraordinary significance in Christ now and forever. So this morning, the invitation and the challenge that I have for each of us and for this Christmas season is that for us to experience God's power living in our lives by saying yes, by saying yes to God's plans and purposes that he has for each and every one of us and reminding us with a promise that nothing Nothing is impossible with God. We can trust in that truth. So let us open. Let us open our hearts fully to Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. And let us say yes. And let us say yes even though life is tough. Let us say yes to God. And in so doing, may Christ. May Christ be born in us, 
in you or in me today. Everything inside me cries for order Everything inside me wants to hide Is this shadow an angel or a warrior? If God is pleased with me, why am I so terrified? Someone tell me
God chose Mary, and he has chosen you. And he's asking, will you let Jesus be born in you today? That means, will you be willing to accept him? Will you be willing to say, here am I, Lord. I'm your servant. I don't, I don't know what you're going through in your life right now. Maybe life is great. Praise God for that. But maybe there are some things that you want to just let, give it to God and let go. And certainly we've got some time, and I don't want to keep you here any longer. I know the rain may be pouring down. But you know what? We are in the presence of God. And he's here to meet your needs. Nothing is impossible. That's really hard to understand at times. But God says nothing. And we just have to have faith and trust in everything that we're dealing with. Because we serve an awesome God.